the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. We watch Wall Street. We watch the business headlines. We do a little economic speaking and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about Game of Thrones. I listened to someone. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, hindsight perspective, right? Don't you wish you always had it? Hindsight and perspective. I listened to someone talking about him and his wife or catched up to it. And it's like, I don't understand anyone's names. I don't understand who this person is. And once you kind of get through it, you watch it a couple times and you read, you know, some of the spoilers out there. You kind of learn like this house is that, that house is this. And you almost kind of feel bad for people when they don't know what's going on. It's an odd thought, but it's true. It's all about hindsight and perspective. I bring this all up because I saw that Amelia Clark has watched that episode of Game of Thrones with the unknown bidder who threw down $160,000 at a January auction. She was interviewed because she's in the new Solo film, Han Solo. The young smuggler. She was interviewed recently and she talked about it and she said, you know, she felt bad for Brad Pitt who fell short in his attempt for some quality time with the princess. The queen, the dragon queen. Someone bid $160,000 to spend an hour with her. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt spent one hundred and twenty. He tried to spend 120000 Can you imagine people throwing down that kind of dough? Ray, me, to spend time with you. As long as it's going to a good, good reliable source right Macy shares are rising they jumped on earnings which is not a story you've heard out of my mouth in a while is, is retail finally getting it for me to go into a mall right now it would probably take my favorite band something like that right What would get you in a mall? Disney is debating letting Pixar co-founder John Lasseter return. You probably remember he was the animator who took a six-month leave during the Me Too movement. He left during the accusations of an unwelcome hugging and inappropriate contact. But he left for a six-month sabbatical. Now that six months is up, do you let him back in the house? 
that the mouse built. So executives at Disney are thinking about putting Laster in a role that would decrease his managerial power but maintain his creative influence. Laster is a good storyteller. He's the guy behind Toy Story. It's kind of tough, right? It's not, I'm not going to say tough. It's kind of, it is what it is. Fox News and its parent company, 21st Century Fox, are finally settling some gender and racial discrimination lawsuits. 18 former employees are going to split around $10 million under the deal. And they won't have to sign non-disclosure agreements. So Fox News ran that Me Too movement where they basically, it was alleged that they had a culture of -of out-of-control men. So 18 former employees are going to split around $10 million each. No, no, no. Ten, they're going to split $10 million. Uh, so let's just do the math. Let's say a little under 500 each, 500K. Uh, I have no comment. Like, I just, I don't know. I know nothing on what's going on at 21st Century Fox. Venezuela has seized a Kellogg cereal factory. I know you're saying, did he just say Venezuela, the country, has seized a Kellogg Tony the Tiger cereal factory? That's after the cereal maker said it's pulling out of the country due to its worsening economic conditions. President Maduro called Kellogg's decision to shut down the plant unconstitutional legal and says the factory will continue production. You think it's bad in the United States? You go to some other countries and you're like, whoa, whoa. Some big investors started out the year a little more skeptical on Apple. Bloomberg reports institutional investors reduced holdings on the iPhone maker. But it's up 10% year to date saying that they were wrong. In the short term, don't get too caught up in this. Just work with me on this. And uh, you can say that like, Suddenly, you're now starting to get that perspective of you get why Wall Street tries to gamble and hit it big, and sometimes they miss. Charles Barkley thinks only an idiot would pick Houston over Golden State. Something tells me he's going to pick Houston over Golden State (laughs) somewhere around three or four. Hey, Charles, I love you. You are my broadcaster. That's terrible. So I want to talk a little bit more about oil and what what pushes it. Supply, demand, geopolitics. Why is it a price of a barrel of oil at $70 today and tomorrow maybe 71 or 69 It's all about supply and demand. How much are we consuming? How much are we finding? But also about geopolitics. And when you see someone like Donald Trump pull out of the Iran nuclear deal – who's part of OPEC, the nations that you know are the oil, petroleum exporting countries, OPEC. So when Trump pulls out of the Iran deal, it, it affects Brent crude, it affects West Texas, it affects OPEC, it affects the cost of living for people. 
So oil, always a big story on Wall Street. Interest rates, always a big story on Wall Street. Um, jobs numbers, always a big story. Car numbers, not so much, but they're still important. New housing starts, permits, important because it shows future activity. And then you start getting just a lot of like, um, I'm not going to say noise releases, but like productivity. You want to see productivity trending higher. You don't even care what the number is. You want it trending higher because it's the, it's the way to invest in the longer term, not in the shorter term. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Any questions, drop me an email. We could talk about Alphabet, Wells Fargo, two of the holdings of David Tepper, who also owns the Carolina Panthers, who also owned part. And when the Carolina Panthers, when, when the NFL said this week, this, well, the NFL didn't say it, but the, the Newswire said that the Supreme Court is now legalizing gambling. No, they're not legalizing. They're going to let the states determine if they want to do sports gambling. So Tepper bought the Carolina Panthers for $2.2 billion. I bet you it's worth $3 billion with the new legalized gambling angle thrown in. More people will watch. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Warren Buffett is the greatest investor of all time, in my opinion. He says he blew it when it came to passing on an early investment in Amazon, which became one of the world's leading companies. He passed on Amazon in 1994 when it was founded. Nobody thought online bookstores would work and would, would develop and would evolve into what it's become. In late 2001... Years after the IPO in 1997, Amazon's IPO, Amazon stock price was below its IPO price, its initial public offering. You could have had it for a steal. Buffett has high praise for Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos. He also says he doesn't think he'll ever buy the stock. He's probably got psychological problems with the fact that he didn't do it originally. And that's very hard for people to deal with. Amazon launched its initial public offering at $18 a share. We all watched it. We all saw it. We all saw Jeff Bezos. He would go on CNBC and he's bald and he's crazy. He's talking about the top gifts for Christmas and how you can get them still in the last three days of shipping with Amazon. You don't even have to go to the mall. We all missed it. CNBC's Becky Quick once asked Warren Buffett if he's going to do about face like he did with Apple. He missed Apple. He only bought an Apple in 2017 for the first time. And Buffett said it'd be tough to buy Amazon at this point in time. Do you have any of those same kind of issues where it's tough to admit when you're wrong? You know, when you look back and saying selling books on this thing called the internet was crazy, 
people are going to put their credit cards into the computer. Oh, yes, they are. A lot of people had never heard of the internet when Amazon had actually started doing business. When Bezos tried to raise money from venture capitalists, they all turned them down. In 1995, it was so difficult to scrape together seed money, he had to hustle. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, he had to hustle to secure $1 million from 20 angel investors who were all kicking in $50,000 each. Four years later, because of Amazon's success, investors would go crazy for the company. At one point in time, Bezos had to beg people because in his shareholder letter, he wrote, you know, we're going to sell books and online commerce in general. It's going to prove to be a very large market, but it's also going to prove to be a very expensive business transaction. So we all know that whatever idea Jeff Bezos had, we had no idea that it had that much potential. That's pretty interesting, right? In 1994, he had to scrape together a million dollars just to keep business moving. There's some great interviews if you ever get a chance to kill some time on YouTube. Just put in Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs. And watch how these people think Warren Buffett. Honestly, I think YouTube is crazy powerful because of how much stuff is is there. I mean, it's crazy. You can hear Let It Let It Go, sung by a six-year-old kid, by Indina Menzel, by whoever. There's probably 10,000 versions of it online. But let's just say there's 10 versions. Now go turn on MTV and, and wait for... The, that ninth version or this fourth, it's never going to happen. People like the immediacy of getting what they want. I heard someone slow down the song, let it go. So every, every time the word go comes on in song, let it go, let it go. It slows down one eighth of a beat. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Or it, it kicks up the bass or it kicks up the pitch. That's just as good as when I see two and a half men on CBS, right? Are you with me or against me that TV's dumber than the internet? I'm just going to leave it right there. TV is dumber than the internet. Housing starts picked up slightly, but building permits fell. Housing starts were over on a seasonally adjusted level. Keep in mind that it would be wrong. You want to compare March to March, April to April kind of thing because of weather in housing. Single-family home building, which accounts for the largest share of the housing market, edged up one-tenth of a percent. Single-family home building has lost momentum. Housing's probably, if you look at what's happening with higher interest rates and with housing starts, you'd, you'd say it's probably peaked for a, I'm not going to say a peak. And that's, that's the problem. Like You, you kind of want to say it, you kind of look at it. You look at the run that the stock market's had. And the bull market will end for housing and for the stock market. It will go into a bear market where it underperforms. And then it shall return to a bull market in theory. Or have we created a generation of wealth 
I, I the real estate that I own has created generation of wealth. The stocks that I've created has created generation of wealth. At some point in time, I'm going to say enough's enough. This this is good living. Number of billionaires and their wealth hit a record around the world. Where are all the billionaires found? Coming in at 1.6%, Africa. Coming in at 5.7%, Latin America and the Caribbean. Where are all the billionaires? If that's not many. In the Middle East, 6.9%. Ooh, now we're getting more interesting. And then the billionaires are pretty much so evenly split. 28% in Asia, 29% are in Europe, and 26.4% are in North America. So why, why, why Africa, Latin America, and Australia so far behind in the Middle East? Maybe how old the cultures are, maybe how they developed, how they focused on colleges, on businesses, on taxes, on all of the headlines of traffic and commerce and innovation. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of successful people are driven by quality. I'm a big fan of investing in quality. Would I rather have a Rolex or a $400 watch? Which would you rather have? A $10,000 Rolex or a $400 watch? I'd rather have the Rolex because it's going to hold some sort of value if you ever want to sell it again. Whereas the $400 watch is probably worthless. When it comes to buying a car, you can always look and see which cars sell for most after five years or 10 years. It's not that hard. And you can buy that vehicle. Have it tote you around for five years, then sell it off. What are you looking for when it comes to being hired? You're looking for qualities that could impress your boss. It's better to be, to have a hole in your resume than to be an a-hole in life. So it's okay to have flaws. Learn that. Don't cover up your flaws by being a jerk. What are some of the best books for being a better investor? I hate that conversation. Um, what stock should I buy? I hate that conversation because I don't know you. What book should I read? I hate that conversation because I, I find that we all take different things from different books. 
So I think it's important to educate yourself. I try to read 200 pages a day. If it's a weekend, I try to read 500. I think it's a key to success. Not being faster than your competition, just being more educated. Bill Gates reads roughly 50 books a year. Roughly one a week. Zuckerberg kicked off 2015 with a reading one book every other week. It's work, right? But some good books out there. There's one called Business Adventures. What to do with $350 million Ford. What the company did with Edsel. The fast and incredible rise of Xerox. The scandals at GE and the Texas Gulf Sulphur. Business Adventures, 12 Classic Tales of the World of Wall Street written by John Brooks, it kind of shows you the business world in an entertaining story manner. And when you see Jeff Bezos get out there and, you know, get on CNBC and talk about Puff Lump, and you're like, what's a Puff Lump? And he, he shows you it's this big pink uh, teddy bear that's made out of puffy stuff. And, well, it's a Puff Lump. You kind of see he was a salesperson. He got on CNBC and got a lot of Pufflums sold through his company, Amazon.com. Probably the greatest book of all time is a company is a book called The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Talks about value investing. And you know, Warren Buffett refers to it. It's gotta be a good read, right? It's it's tough, I'll be honest with you. It's not easy for the average person. If you do value investing, though, according to Benjamin Graham, it'll shield you from substantial error. And if you put your capital cash at work and just not make a lot of errors, you'll be okay. There's a book by Clayton Christensen that I read that it's good. But like I said, I'm not trying to give you a reading list, but The Innovator's Dilemma, the revolutionary book that will change the way you do business. It talks about disruptive innovation. Steve Jobs used the book as an explanation for the reason Apple needed to embrace cloud computing. And, you know, why both Jobs and Bezos did well. So the innovator's dilemma, the revolutionary book that will change the way you do business. All about disrupting there's a book called The Outsiders, Eight Unconventional CEOs. And it highlights the success or failure starts at the top. You know, an exceptional CEO, it's pretty outstanding if you're a shareholder of a company with an expressive CEO. How to win friends and influence other people. The only book you need to lead to success by Dale Carnegie. He talks about six ways to meet people and six ways to get people to like you and win them over. Networking is super important. It's probably the biggest regret that I have in my life is that I didn't network better or, or more well. Um, I've done everything. I'm proud of what I've done. 
But I don't read the Get Rich Quick books. Kiyosaki, I think, is a joke, not not an icon. I think he's a joke. I think he's learned how to get people to come to his seminars when he talks. And he even better than that, he got so bored with that, he learned how to get people to his seminars when he doesn't even talk and it's just a video is talking. There's a great book by a guy named Napoleon Hill, not Kiyosaki, called Think and Grow Rich. Through researching billionaires, Napoleon Hill crafted the philosophy and lifestyle behind those who experience financial success. So when you read the book, you're going to see like, oh, this guy got rich because of money or oil. This guy got rich because of his dad bought stocks. This guy got rich because he started a company. You're never going to see someone who learned like day trading. There may be a guy who got rich getting to seminars on investing, seminars on day trading, seminars on real estate, seminars on flipping. But notice there's no flippers on the list. And we all love Flipper, right? I think an incredibly powerful book is Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In, Women Work, and Their their Will to Lead. It shows some research to change conversation from what women can't do to what they can. Um, I'm all about that. The Lean Startup, How Today's Entrepreneurs Use Continuous Innovation create radical success. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of reading. And again, if you can pick up something that challenges you, like the black swan, the impact of the highly improbable, a black swan is an event, positive or negative, that is deemed improbable, yet causes massive consequences. It's incredibly prophetic. Black Swan events explain almost everything in our world, especially how we're blind to them. So what's going to cause the market to sell off? Probably a Black Swan event. What's going to cause the market to go higher? Probably a Black Swan event. Andrew Ross Sorkin, who works um, on CNBC, but also is a New York Times columnist, He's incredibly awesome at what he does. If you Google Andrew Ross Sorkin, S-O-R-K-I-N, uh, he wrote a book called Too Big to Fail, the inside story of how Wall Street and Washington fought to save the financial system and themselves. I don't want you to get into stuff like the old Adam Smith, The Wealth of Nations. It's out there, but I don't want you to get into it. It's too no. much. It's too much. I think at some point in time, you should, you should chillax. You with me or are you against me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The top lawyer at Novartis has stepped down after knowledge came out that he paid or he was behind the event that paid a Trump's long-term lawyer, Michael Cohen, an egregious amount of money. Was it for access to the president? Was it for a vote? Was it for – what was it for? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. How about how about Hawaiian lava earthquakes? <laughs> like, didn't see that one coming, did we? Wow! Beautiful islands built, created out of out of lava. 
Oda, sun god of Hawaii, blessed us with the volcanic ash that brought pork to the island. <laughs> like, okay. So Hawaii's getting volcanoes. What is the world coming to? I'm Rob Black talking money investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Are you covered by lava? Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, sports gambling. The Supreme Court said it's up to the state. That changed the value of every sports franchise, and it changed the value of a lot of companies in Vegas. Does it, does it hurt Vegas? Yes, No. The companies doing business there would love to do business in your state, but they also want you to continue to come to their destination. It's like Atlantic City is a destination for gambling and casinos. And if you've ever been to Atlantic City, it's 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 not good. It's a long drive. You get there and you just see a lot of poverty, a lot of poverty, a lot of poverty. And then you see this crazy amount of money spent on casinos and people throwing money down. At the casino. So that's out there. I'm so not into the Meghan Markle. Royal wedding to be. It proves that I just don't care. (laughs) Right? Fair. Um... Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the NBA and the Warriors. Are they an unfair team? Are they not? Does James Harden get too many penalties drawn? Does he not? No, I'm not going to talk that. Hey, everybody. Tonight, coming up on Point After, I'm going to talk about it's not going to happen. I'll talk about early retirement. Is early retirement all that it's cracked up to be? Yes or no? I'd like to find out, right? Isn't that the right answer? Sometimes the stuff that people say about early retirement and early retirees is terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. So says Charles Barkley. That's terrible. It's assumed that early retirement is the end of productive life. It assumes that unless we're swimming in millions of dollars, early retirement's going to eat us alive. We talk about early retirement regularly on the show because I want you to have enough to live till the day you die, but I don't want you to take early retirement and then find out, whoops, I got to go back to work because it ain't that easy. I rarely get bored except for when I'm not working, right? You have to have a plan of attack in retirement. You got to know what you want to do before you quit. It's essential. If you have no hobbies, You're going to be sitting at home doing nothing. Develop hobbies now. Or maybe you see retirement as doing nothing. That's fine, too. They say that you're going to lose your purpose in life in retirement. To believe a statement like that, you got to believe, you know, that your job is your life. So go out and find a purpose. 
Will you do full-time travel, part-time travel, or no travel in retirement? Remember, when you're no longer pulling in income, when that paycheck is no longer – I've been making a paycheck since I was 14 years old scooping ice cream. What was funny was they had me uh, write on cakes. I worked at a Baskin-Robbins for my first job. It's probably second job, but my writing is horrible. <laughs> my writing on cakes is even less impressive. For nearly the entire year of 2016, I've seen some people who like quit their jobs and started another job and then they come back to work in 2017, 2018, 2019, that kind of thing. So you can be like a rock star for one year. I've got a friend who came up with a, a, a business. So it's a pretty good idea. But in the end, it's, it's he's doing headhunting. Headhunting for tech companies with basically a big network. He gets a piece of the action of their paycheck. But in 2016, he was like a rock star. Bought a lot of scotches, bought a lot of drinks. Now, not so much. Some things you can do in retirement. Like this is something I could probably do is maybe a YouTube channel. And just let you guys bring the eyeballs to me doing what I'm doing in retirement. I could edit the video. I could put together a final product. You know, whether it's like, oh, I'm old man Rob. I'm going to go snowshoe hiking in the mountains today. Let me show you that. Oh, I'm old man Rob. I'm a, I'm a gym rat today. So have something in retirement that you want to do, whether it be a YouTube channel, whether it be fitness. Have a budget before you retire. Remember, a million dollars in retirement's nothing. You'll probably need more. A million bucks is a wonderful milestone. It's a big round number. But it's an arbitrary number based on your budget and based on inflation in the future. You know, when you go down to the the TV store to pick up a TV and it's a thousand dollars. Next year is it twelve hundred dollars or is it a thousand dollars? Got to watch out for that boogeyman inflation. Like I, the best example I can tell you is raspberries. I go to the farmers market and get a ten of raspberries, three ninety nine. I can go to Safeway four ninety nine. I can go to Lenardi's five ninety nine or six ninety nine. I could go in spring. It may be more expensive than the summer. I may be less expensive in the winter. Like all of this adds up. You got to have a million dollars, pay yourself $40,000 a year. Just think about that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.